Man, a very fun, nostalgic Woods Big List today. I it, love this one. And the conspiracy theory, I was amazed. We may have actually stumbled into something. Yes, and make sure you are in a place where you can listen to it nice and loud. We'll start off at the very start. We'll, we'll do the conspiracy theory. Okay, the dude, that was the best break of this year. It was pretty weird. And we're here, we are in October, so that means some, we've done some crappy radio for 10 months. <laughs> and uh, Trash Flash, maybe in the Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. All good stuff today. Fun show, my brother. All right, well, let's get into it right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Listen to this, dude. This is such a heartwarming, kind of sad story. So there was a bride in England who recently received a touching card from her dad who had passed away back in 1993 oh, man. on her wedding day. But no, it's kind of a heartwarming story. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds pretty heavy, but so anyway, her dad died of cancer when she was only 11 years old. And before he passed away, he wrote a card to his daughter to be read on her wedding day. And the card said, I wish I could be standing next to you, the proudest dad in the world, to walk you down the aisle to the man you love and to the next chapter in your life. Today is your j- day. Enjoy everything about it. Laugh and cry and be happy and confident and know that I am there with you. Oh, man. Isn't that wild? How touching. This reminds me, one, you know, I've done, I've DJed hundreds upon hundreds of weddings, maybe even a thousand weddings. Oh, here we go. And I, no, no, don't take, don't take this moment don't. away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but one time a father had passed away about two years before this young lady had gotten married and he had recorded his toast. I still have this on my computer somewhere. They gave me his toast on a jump drive. And so I played it at the ceremony or at the reception mm-hmm. and it was one of, like I cried dude I was I mean, well I'm always on the verge of crying anyway but you're out of salmon <laughs> <laughs> also like it was such a heavy thing to know that like I was in charge that's where I just instantly thought of the pressure of making sure like that doesn't get deleted right well they gave it to me on a jump drive so I this is the funny thing I made three copies of it I put it on my computer I carried a jump drive, and then I put it up on Dropbox. Good idea. So I was like, one way or another, even if there's a slight delay, like say it, my computer glitches or something, I can grab my... So here's the other funny thing. I had my phone hooked up to... With with it queued up on my phone because mm-hmm. I was like I was that was maybe the most like more than doing the ceremony and all that oh. kind of stuff. Having the father of the bride's deceased speech for yeah. her wedding was one of the most like nerve-wracking moments of my life. Like if you lost that, yeah. you... You just got to move. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, the bride was just bawling her eyes out and came up and gave me, like, this long, prolonged hug. It it was, whoo, I'm getting, like, kind of choked up talking about it. That is one of the rare times that, yeah, I could imagine myself even getting a little dusty. Yeah, it was, uh, because I've cried during father-daughter dances before. We know. You know. (laughs) Look, dude, I wear my heart on my sleeve. We know. The emotions are always right here. <laughs> All right, what are we doing in Conspiracy Corner next? All right, it's about music. So I'm going to play some music. Now, chances are they're going to sound really similar to you. Okay. But what if I told you that one of them was actually made by the Nazis? Whoa. To upset us. Serious? Oh, dude, you are right up my alley Come with this on. one. Come on. Kelly and Wood. All right, well, what do you have for us in Conspiracy Corner today? All right, now I'm going to need you to kind of focus here, all right? Okay, should I close my eyes? Because I'm going to, well, unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. No, I, oh, I thought you were talking to me, like I need to focus. I'm talking to everyone here, okay. all right? Because do you know what hurts are? Of course I do. I fall asleep to them all the time. I fall asleep to like the sleep hurts on TV. It's like 630 hertz or something like okay. that. Okay. So what that is, if you don't know, if you're not in like the music business or radio business, whatever, it's... Hertz means like the sounds like per second, okay? The frequency, yeah. Right. And there is a certain frequency that is kind of known as the beat of Earth. 
Okay. That is 432 megahertz per second. Okay. Okay. So I've got two sounds here, and I want you to hear both sounds and kind of tell me how you're feeling, what you not what you're hearing, how you feel as a person okay. during this sound. So you're going to give us the 432 hertz first. Well, yes, this is sound A. All right, okay. All right, which, so we don't know which one this is yet. Right. Sound okay. A. Okay. Here we go. Okay. All right. So that is sound A. Now, this is the exact same song. Okay. But this is sound B. Okay. So now you, in your car, in your office, wherever you're at, same thing. How did you feel? Did you feel any different from song A to sound B there? Do you know what these are? Did yes. You, okay, you'd know what these are. Mm-hmm. The first one felt more relaxed. The second one honestly made me feel tense. I don't know I don't know if I'm overthinking this, but the second one made me feel kind of tense. And I love it. If you want it, text in 320-656-9453. Let me know what you think. Tracy texts in. Number one seems more peaceful to me as well. Okay, cool. Then I wasn't alone in that because I was. it was weird. It sounded the same, but I felt different. Okay. Becca says they're both annoying, so she's, a, she's, on, <laughs> she's on both of them. Not a fan of the symphony, are you, Becca? So, sound one there. Go ahead and play that again. Okay, so this is sound one. Yes. Okay. Now this is at 432 megahertz. Right? Okay. And that's the good one or the bad one? This is the beat of the earth. Like Jimi Hendrix used to tune his guitar to 432. John Lennon used to do it as well because they believed that this was just more of a organic, earthy sound, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Now the second one that you played. Dude, you're freaking me out a little bit right now. This is 440 megahertz. Okay. Look at everybody's agreeing with me. Sound B gives me anxiety, Jamie said. Leah, or Leah, whatever B was weird and tense. Stephanie, I agree with Kelly. Hannah, I felt the same as Kelly. Whoa, dude. So now, this second one was supposed to make us feel tense. 440 megahertz was developed by Joseph Goebbels. Now, you may recognize that name from I history do. class. Yeah. He was the Nazi uh, like uh, minister of propaganda. They believed that if you played music at 440 megahertz, it caused anxiety in people. Dude, everybody's agreeing with Brenda is saying the same thing as me. Chrissy is saying the same thing as I did. Felicia they believed that if you listened to sound, music, TV, whatever, and it was at 440 megahertz, it would slowly make you more anxious. It would cause anxiety. It would be upsetting to you. Now, here's the thing. Since 1950, the standard for music has been 440 megahertz. 
Dude, can we go home? So there are some people out there that believe that we should be getting back to 403. Now, there are scientists out there that say they have debunked this. It's not true. But we, we, we just, just did didn't exist. We just did a scientific experiment here. Yeah. I got a lab coat on and a Bunsen burner going. I, so I don't know. There's a lot of people that believe like the 432 number has a lot more meaning. Like if you add up things in the earth, it all adds up to 432. Jamie said instant heart palpitations. But it's it does to me... I went into it blind. Wow. Like, I just had the thing on. I didn't look at which one was which, and I thought the same thing. The first one was calming to me. Yeah. The second one, I don't want to say, like, it didn't, like, you know, I wasn't ripping my hair out No, but it, I felt tense. Like, I felt like, it, it, not impending me, doom, like something bad was about to happen, but just not as at ease. Whoa. To me, it just sounded like there was something off. Like, if, it just sounds like there's something not right to it. And I didn't know which one was which. Right. So that's the crazy part to me. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. Well, there you go, man. Boy, that was that was maybe the best break we've ever done as a radio <laughs> show. That was so that was so good. So what was your great break? It was about Nazis, but hear me out. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Kaylee says, can we play A again to mm-hmm. get rid of her anxiety? Here you go. Everybody just calm down. Everything's gonna be okay. Deep breath. Whoa, dude, that was mind-blowing right there. Woo! Kelly and Wood. All right, we are doing Wood's Big List this morning. 320-656-9453 is the phone number to contribute. That'll work no matter where you're listening. And you want to know, Wood? What is the worst thing about Halloween? All right, we got a lot of people that want to chime in on this. What do you think? Okay, honestly, something I hate about Halloween is I love and I hate it at the same time is all the candy. Like, I have a young child, and she comes back with all this candy, and then our house is just full of snacks that I'm forced to eat. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's it's hard to fight the bear and all mm. the candy that's around the house. I, I feel the exact same. I don't ever normally eat candy at all, except for around Halloween. Oh, yeah, so bad. Then I get addicted. Then I start buying more. It's just like a whole cycle. And then the shame spiral that comes right afterwards. Oh, <laughs> all the All the holiday pounds pack on. Yeah, I feel like your pain, sister. Thank you so much for the phone call this morning. Now, can I mention something here? Please. Now, my sweet baby girl, Murphy, yes. is allergic to peanuts. Yep. That's I will admit, between you and I, I have lied to her before and told her that there's candy that contains peanuts that doesn't. Like what? Like, Skitt- give, me, give me Skittles. Skittles, dude? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, baby, there's peanuts and Skittles. And she's like, well, how? And I'm like, hey. You want to die? I didn't think so. Give me your Skittles. Another thing that she'll be talking to her therapist about when she gets older. And then what happened is later on, when I'm not around, mom's like, oh, yeah, you can have one of these. And like, gave her a Skittle. She's like, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> ran out of the room. Why would you do this to me, mom? But uh, you know what? It's not about me. How about some textures? Uh, Tasha says, the worst thing about Halloween, candy corn. No. Yes. That's not the worst thing. I will add in, what about like when you go to a house that's got like cheap candy? That's the worst. Those orange and black candy. I was literally about to say that. I've never seen those for sale, yet people just have... I think those are handed down from generation to generation, because I've never actually seen them for sale. What are is it? What is it? Is it like nougat? I think it's like a peanut butter scotch. Yeah. Butterscotch. Peanut butter butterscotch? Is that even a thing? But the fact that it can just literally go for years. Right. And it doesn't change. I bet you could have one fresh off the assembly line, or one that's been sitting in grandma's candy dish for 15 years and it would taste the same. And I'm supposed to inject this into my body? Like, who, who buys those and is like, oh man, kids are gonna love these. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but I like Tasha's point. How about Melissa? She says clown costumes. Co-sign 100%. 
Now, you don't have a crippling fear of clowns, do you? Like, I won't, like, scream or, you know, like, have a heart attack, but I don't, I don't like them. I don't like them being near me. Okay. I don't trust them. I get it. What are you hiding? Mm-hmm. Why the makeup? You're freaking me out. Uh, other people saying uh, going to haunted houses. Yes. I hate haunted houses. They're d- you know what? They're just too dang dark. Well, in the you have to sign a release, you know, new. And then, and then you got the group of teenage girls who, you know, all 15 of them back up in the and trample you when they get scared. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate haunted house. Sorry to anybody who's advertising with us about a haunted house right now. No, I mean, like, if you want to go, great. Some people love them. But the wood's not going. And I'm even going near them, to be quite honest I, with you. I hate them so much. Here's one I had on my list. This is number one. Speeding cars on Halloween night. Oh, they, they should be... They should be given the electric chair. Like, you know how you get, like, an elevated fine when you speed through a school zone or a yep. construction zone? Yeah. Honestly, I think if you get a speeding ticket on a Halloween night, it should be, like, a $750 fine. Can I go a step further? It should be, like, a DUI or DWI. Like, I think it's that serious when you're speeding around, and you know good and hell well there's kids everywhere. Right. They're running around. You're, you're such a moron, they should take your license. You're an idiot. It is the one night where kids are still allowed to go run around and be kids. Right. And some of them, you know, they're so excited. They're not looking both ways before they cross the street. Right. Come on, man. Oh, you, you got my dander up on that one. Uh, Jake texted in. This is a great one. I actually had this on my list, too. Couples costume. <laughs> my wife every year wants to do one of those. Well, you and Jake, he says, when my girlfriend makes me dress up. You guys, take control of your house. Guess what she wants to do this year? Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Oh, uh, that's going to be like the most popular. Well, it's going to be tough, too, because my wife has such dark skin. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to be. They're not going to know who we are. She's got a better shot of pulling off Travis Kelsey than you do. <laughs> All right, let's take this phone call and keep these going. 320-656-9453. What do you dislike about Halloween? So we recently just moved into a house last Halloween, and I didn't buy candy because all our lights were off and anything and everything, but we live in a neighborhood, and my doorbell was going off all night, and I felt so bad because I didn't buy any candy. So I felt, like, guilty, but then also I was getting really annoyed because I had kids at my door all night. <laughs> you know what that is? That's like the kids who come at like 9.30 when you have shut it down. Like, I'll let it go till 9 o'clock, okay. but at that point it's time to shut her down, and you still got kids ringing the doorbell. Exactly. I'm like, really? Can I say something? Please. You deserved it. How dare you not have candy? It's a social contract. Uh, for real, candy's expensive, and I'm broke. Now, are you going to have candy this year? I, I am, just for the fact of how many... Probably disappointed kids came to my doorstep last year. Wood, cut her some slack. She learned a lesson. Hold on a second. You were still answering the door with no candy? Okay, I wasn't like, I answered the first few times, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then after that, I just opened my curtains, and I'm like, oh, my God, this again? Like, leave? Uh, Honestly, those kids should have bowled you over and just taken things out of your house. I know. I, I just, uh. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call this morning. What's going on in this society? Let's keep them going. 320-656-9453. One of the worst parts about Halloween. It's Kelly and Wood. Kelly and Wood in the morning. And we are doing Wood's Big List. 320-656-9453. Would you want to know what from us this morning? What is the worst thing about Halloween? All right, hello? Candy when someone leaves it out and some kids take the whole thing and leave it for no one. Yes. Yeah, I hate that, That's man. That's bad parenting. That is right. You haven't taught your kids to share at mm. that point. 
That's true. All right, thanks for the call. You know what? I'm surprised no one's brought it. Maybe someone did. The texts are coming in. So, but cold, super cold weather on Halloween. There was. I, I was about to get to that. A couple people had texted that in because what do you have to do? You got to bundle the kids yeah. up, and they have their princess outfit underneath a jacket. Yeah. You can't see anything. It's it's so bad because you know I met my wife in Texas. We lived in Texas for a long time, and then when I brought her back to the Midwest, she was like, "What the hell? Mm-hmm. It's cold on Halloween here." She was upset with me, especially when it's windy. Sometimes I'm surprised no one's brought up the Halloween blizzard. Well, now you did. Like that was. I mean, I, I there you go. There's my contribution. I hate a blizzard on Halloween. I don't think you're going to get much pushback <laughs> on that one. Uh, other people, how about this? I work in a school. And the fact that it's on Tuesday this year means Wednesday is going to be the worst day. Would you and I tried to start the campaign to move it to the last f- Saturday of October? We yes. tried. Tried like heck. We even tried to get a hold of our congressman. And that ticked off a lot of people. We actually got called <laughs> into the big office on that one until quit calling lawmakers. But that's neither here nor there. No. No, I still think it's a great idea. It's a phenomenal idea. Uh, other people texting things in. How about this one? When you go, We had a neighbor who just gave out random dinner mints. Like from like Olive Garden. Yeah, it was just random dinner mints. That was terrible. But that's not even the worst one. How about this one? I once went to a house. You could tell the guy didn't have kids. He gave me a Lucy cigarette. <laughs> I was seven. (laughs) (laughs) You're never too early to start, kid. Now, that reminds me. One time, I was younger, and I was, I have no idea, but I mean, I was old enough to be, you know, going to houses. Mom and dad are waiting at the bottom of the street, and I remember, trick or treat, and this lady dropped in raisins. Yeah. And I saw raisins, and there was something just awoken in my husky child self. Yeah. And I popped off at the mouth and hit her with some profanities as I was like walking back. What'd you say? Like, what the bleep is this? I was like, what kind of bull? You know, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm walking. You know what that? The old man cuffed me pretty good on that one. I was going to say, I hope your dad g- gave you a fresh one for that. For some reason, I don't remember the next six houses, but <laughs> I ended up. <laughs> what kid complains about free stuff? I, it's raisins. Right. I'm well, expecting some candy here, lady. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you had enough in your life. I think she was a nurse or something. Whatever. Uh, other ones, having to hide my kids' Halloween candy. Otherwise, they'll eat it all in about three days. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. And then you'll find it like two months later. <laughs> oh, ugh. The worst is when you find rappers all up in their bedroom and stuff. And you're like, when did you even get into this? Yeah, they sneak it like crackheads. Yeah, but I, f- I always think they're like little raccoons eating candy in their bedroom. Uh, other people say, how about this one? When my mom used to make us go x-ray our candy at the police station. People actually did that? Back, remember, because there was like razor blades. Our needles. But right? I believe that. Sewing needles. There was never a case of that actually happening. Like, I think like the two they actually found were like people who did it to themselves. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, so I think that was all a hoax. Fake news. What about this? Throwback. I had to ask for money for UNICEF. Remember Whoa, that? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting a free, free Slurpee from 7-Eleven if you went and collected money for UNICEF during the day. Really? Yeah, you brought it in, they give you a free Slurpee. I had no idea how much, what UNICEF even was. I always just poop can Still that. don't. I, still, I had a friend whose dad worked for UNICEF. I still don't know what it is. Uh, other people texting in. Brian says, the teenagers that are too old to trick or treat. That doesn't bother me that much. I, I go off the level of give a crap they have. Right. Like, if you put some thought into your costume, I'll, I don't care if you're 50 years old, I'll give you some candy. Yeah, if you're just wearing a jacket. I'm a teenager. Yeah, yeah you are. You are. Pound sand. <laughs> you <laughs> deadbeat. Yeah, I used to get upset about the older kids doing it, but now I'm just like, you know what? As long as they're not out, as long as they're not stealing other kids' candy or, you mm-hmm. know, raising a ruckus. 
And they're fine. Hunter, you're right. I had a neighbor that was a dentist. He did this too. Would give out toothbrushes. Yeah, that's a tough one. Hey, that's doctor, an, I know you get these for free. That's this an egging. A cop out. That's an egging. All right. Oh, gosh. We got to take this call. We're running late here. Okay. Dang, we could do this for hours on end. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, okay. The worst thing about Halloween is every Halloween I get, I spend a lot of time figuring out like what movie I'm going to watch Halloween night. And then I put it on, and then my doorbell rings every five minutes interrupting my movie. <laughs> but you keep the light on, right? I do, and I have all the candy because, you know, what are you going to eat while you're watching the movie that you plan to watch, you yeah. know? That's solid. Yeah. So, and you don't yeah, that's, that... that's the worst thing is my movie gets interrupted. Yeah. You don't want to be that dark house on the block yeah. either, you know? that's there ne- those children no. want fun. That's never a good thing. So, yeah, I can see yeah, that, though. That's... Maybe you need to put your... TV next to the door or something. There you go. Roll it over there. Watch it out know, in the garage. That's always, you have a bonfire in the driveway, TV on in the garage. Man, that's living. That could be, but, you know, leaving the light off is a recipe for an egg facial for my <laughs> for my house. So. Yes, you do. No. Kelly and Wood. Man, we got a lot of money in this brain drain right now, and I believe we have Susan on the phone who is ready to play with us. Susan, what are you up to this morning? I'm driving to work. Okay. Man, you know, we always joke about, do you want to drive in and quit? Today, you might be able to do That's it. That's right. You could at least float a little bit. <laughs> what would you do I with 1,000? Like what What's that? I like what I do. Oh, okay. that's good. That's well, a bonus, yeah. Susan, what would you do with $1,299? Um, probably just go do something fun with my husband. I don't know. That'd be a hell of a night on the town, man. Oh, a little treat for yourself? Definitely not pay bills. Exact. Good for you. You know, now I'm really rooting for you, Susan. Thank you. All right, Susan. So here's the deal. Wood has got 10 questions at the ready. You have 60 seconds to answer these 10 questions. Now, you can pass as much as you want, but you could run out of time. And if you get one wrong, the game's over. You're cooked. Right. I don't mean to put any extra pressure on you, but that's the way it works. Here we go. Susan, are you ready to win? Sure. Yep. Let's do it. Kelly Jordan, are you ready? Fingers on the timer. All right, Susan. Let's win $1,299 with the brain drain. What is the signature color of a stop sign? Red. Mr. Grouper, Molly, and Nani are all characters of what cartoon show? Sesame Street. No. Oh, man. I don't know. Susan, you got kids? Well, they're 22 yeah. and 24. Yes and no. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. You didn't win $1,299, but tonight, Susan, when you hit them knees, remember to thank the good Lord upstairs that you never had to watch Bubble Guppies. Oh, that what that's from? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, I will. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I got a lot of questions about Mr. Grouper, but I can't get into it. I've already done one conspiracy today. <laughs> Well, Susan, okay, we are so we are so sorry you didn't win this money this morning, but you could still win $1,000 this week. If you listen to Brooke this Friday, okay? Okay. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news. With Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. That's the old joke, right? Male men and male women don't like dogs. Well, not Holly Prigmore, who delivers mail in Georgia. She loves dogs. As a matter of fact, she says that running into dogs is her favorite part of the day. 
She's like, usually, you know, their humans aren't home, so she likes the dogs, hmm. pets them, and gets along great with them. Well, the other day she's delivering the mail, and she's in her, you know, she works out in like the sticks of Georgia. So she drives a mail Jeep every single day. Okay. And she's driving her mail Jeep from house to house and notices a dog limping along the side of the road. Now, because I, I've always wondered this, I bet mail carriers know like the people who they're delivering mail to. Like they probably see us out in our yards or whatever. We, did, we just probably don't know how well they know us. Okay. I guess is what I'm saying. So she knew whose dog this was because she's been delivering mail in this area forever. And Ginger is the dog's name, a black beagle mix, a smaller kind of dog. And so she hopped out to take a look. Well, when she hopped out to take a look, she saw something recoil off of Ginger. Mm. She looks in the grass, sees a snake there. Now, she doesn't know what kind of snake it is, doesn't know if it's poisonous or anything like that. Takes a picture, posts it on social media. The social media group she's in, they say, yeah, that's a copperhead. Ooh, that's bad, bad. Now, that's a poisonous snake, right? Mm -hmm. Now, she thought, okay, the dog will probably be okay, but maybe not. So she grabs Ginger and didn't want the owners to be scared if they came home and Ginger wasn't there. So she goes and typed. I don't know why she did this. She didn't like leave a verbal message on their ring doorbell, but typed out a message. Maybe so that maybe so that the owners wouldn't ignore it or something. I don't know what it is. Or maybe if they were like looking at on their phone with the sound off or Mm -hmm. something like that. So she typed out a message on her phone, held it up to the ring doorbell camera that said, your dog's been bitten by a poisonous snake. I've taken him to the vet. I'm your mail carrier. The owners get home, they saw the message, and when they got home, Holly was bringing the dog back, was bringing Ginger back, and Ginger is fine now, doing just fine, and Holly, a few days ago, got to go see Ginger again, and here's what Ginger's owner said. Before I even got to say anything to her, Ginger immediately jumped up on her and like jumped in her car and was like letting Holly love all over. So the dog must know, like, hey, this woman saved my life, yeah. man. <laughs> but I just think it's pretty cool that a mail carrier would go out of their way to do that, just, you know. Even just seeing a dog limping down the road, I'd probably be like, oh, that dog is, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a stray dog who got hurt or something, but she didn't do that. Plus, you're working. You know what I mean? Like, that mail didn't get delivered magically. Right. Holly's Holly's a real one for this. Good for her. Absolutely. And what, this is why we do stories like this. You got you to gotta put some faith back in humankind, man. And the thing about it is so many things like this happen around us and we just don't notice it because we get told by the news and everything that everything's awful. All your neighbors hate each other. Don't say that because we recognize it here. It's not true. Every single day we do it thanks to Audio Video Extremes. This was your happy hour. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. You've probably perused an Ikea catalog maybe once or twice in your life. Never catalog, only in person. In person. Okay, well, if you ever do get yourself an Ikea catalog or something with, with pictures of Ikea furniture in it, you should know those have never been, nor will they ever be, actual pictures of Ikea furniture. Every single picture that's in an Ikea catalog, or even when there's like, say you're walking through the store and there's the picture of the item on the thing that's hanging from the ceiling, Mm -hmm. that's not a real picture. Every single picture of their furniture has been drawn. Drawn or like... Well, CAD, like computer-aided drafting or whatever. Right. So, like, yeah, so... Someone's out there with a pencil, Mm -hmm. you know, and charcoal and everything else. Hustle up, Eric. (laughs) They are there. They do these realistic 3D drawings. They render it so realistically that you can't really tell the difference between a photo and the real thing. Oh, BS. The reason why they do this is to get the absolute perfect angle and the absolute perfect lighting. That can't be achieved in any other way. Because they want their furniture to look perfect in the photos. Okay. No way. I'm looking at the pictures. There's no way that's actually... It's a drawing. There's no way. 
It's a drawing. There's no way. That's perfect. Exactly. That's if it, perfect. If it wasn't a drawing, it wouldn't be perfect. Now, that trash can kind of looks a little fakey. Okay. All right. Maybe I can see it then. Right. And they do this so that the furniture is at the perfect angle and the perfect lighting every single time. Who lives like this, by the way? Like, all their living rooms and stuff have all this, you know, stuff all over the place. Like, you know. Grown-ups would. Well, Grown-ups live like that. No, 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 no. Whoever, like, puts together these Ikea rooms, they don't got kids. No. Oh, hell no. No. And, like, all, like, the <laughs> knickknacks and stuff. Well, everything is so, like, precariously balanced, too. It's right. like, oh, that thing would be torn down in about five seconds. Like, oh, here, here's this freestanding bookshelf with 37 books on it. Like, that's going to be on the ground in eight seconds in my house. I have a friend who's an older gentleman. I don't know. He's probably... Forty-five, maybe. Mm-hmm. Never got married. Doesn't have a girlfriend. No kids. Nothing like that. And his house is completely decorated in IKEA. It's one of the most comfortable places you'll ever go visit in your life. It's like being in the IKEA showroom, only you're sitting in his living room. Now, can I say this? And I know we spend no money. You know, like you know, IKEA is not like a partner or anything. No, I don't find any of their stuff comfortable at all. Well, it's because they're not a fat people. The, oh, the Swedes? Yeah, the, you know. Like, th- those are all, like, you know, skinny, Nordish, and all that stuff. They look nice and I everything. I they ate a lot of sausage over there. I think they burn it off in winter when they're, like, you know, oh, spearing yeah. you know, fish be. and whatnot. So it's not meant for the larger gentleman. As a as a big-boned fella, yeah. I don't find their stuff. Honestly, I feel like I'm going to plunge right through everything. <laughs> well, especially if you put it together. Yeah, There's I feel probably like good odds of that. It's all, like, compressed cardboard and stuff. I'm on borrowed time. We have a dresser in our bedroom that's Ikea. And that thing took me, no lie, nine hours to put together. Nine hours straight to put together. Oh, there are, their instructions are awful. And then you get to one point and you're like, oh, are you kidding me? I have to take this thing. Oh, oh it's stressing me out right now. There's something in my house that from Ikea, because I like a lot of their shelving and stuff. Yeah. That there is a part upside down. I know. I've seen it. I don't care. I, I saw it and I instantly recognized it was upside down. Get the hell out. <laughs> don't want you here anyway. Go. <laughs> like, isn't his molding supposed to be on the bottom? Mind your business. <laughs> Either way. So Put next, it in English. So next next time you look at an Ikea anything, you should know that you're looking at a drawing. It's not the real deal. That's not bad. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And if you didn't like it, fine. I'll have another one for you tomorrow. Don't mean nothing to me, because I'm willing to bring you a fact that only I find interesting and say right to your face that sometimes... <laughs> Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It sure is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Kansas, my friend. Great Plains trash. Sure, why not? We'll let it play. Well, that's where we're hanging out. It's late in the evening and 911 starts getting multiple calls. They say, please, can you get out here? There's a gentleman... Doing things with a car, <laughs> and you guys need to get out here. Now, I'll be honest with you. If I'm a police officer and I hear that come across the radio, yeah, I don't care where I'm at, what I'm doing. You're hitting the lights? Yeah. I got to see what's going on here. Well, sure enough, a few officers did hit the lights, and when they showed up, they found 23-year-old Ryan Malik buck naked under a car. <laughs> okay, at least he was under it. Well... He was near the rear end of the car. Let's just go ahead and say that. And, well, he did have the old vein cane out, (laughs) and he was trying to, well, become one with his automobile. Ask me about my winner. Now, you can imagine the officers are thinking to themselves, I don't get paid enough, and this is a first. 
Well, Malik was oblivious to police officers when they began yelling at him to stop doing that. When he did notice that there are police officers there, he said, what's the problem? I'm just being me. (laughs) Well, as you can imagine, just being yourself naked with a car is against (laughs) the law. What kind of car was it? Do we know? It does not say. Okay. But he was arrested. He, at the time, admitted, oh, yeah, I've been drinking. In fact... His blood alcohol level? Here we go. Now, we don't have an exact number. Okay. But it was more than four times the legal limit. Holy moly. So we have to assume... Okay, that would be 0.36. It would be four no, times. No, 0.32. Eight, eight. Oh, yeah, you're right. Not a solid math. <laughs> but, well... I was going by leaders. This is when Malik became confrontational and officers had to break out the taser. And as you can imagine, tasing somebody naked can't be a pretty sight. <laughs> Flopping all over the place. Oh, yeah, he definitely was. Man. Well. I want the extended probes on that one. At this point in time, they said, okay, we got to take him to the hospital, make sure he gets treated. Once he was done at the hospital, he was then taken to jail for all sorts of charges. Now, Wood, I had a lot of sound effects going on in this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Am I to understand a man was trying to make love to his automobile? Mm-hmm. Is that what? Okay. The beast with two backs. Because I had so many things going on. I'm like, wait, am I hearing this story correctly? Well, yeah, again, it's not one that you're really going to come across and think, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly what I heard. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give it a score, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, b- being, here's the thing. Clearly, there was a lot of people around because you said they got multiple... <laughs> 911 calls. According to the police report, there were at least six eyewitnesses. Golly. So we're going to start the scoring there. Being naked under your car in front of six people. 150 points. It's pretty trashy. Because we got a long road ahead of yes, us we here, do. Wood. Um, having to, uh, I guess, make love to your automobile. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should maybe give that more than just 200. I love my truck, but not that much. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it. I'm gonna give it 300 points. Oh my! Because that's a, that's a hard, that's a tough offense right there. It is. All right. Uh, having to get tased while naked—that's always a bad look. Seems trash. I'm gonna give that 200 points right there. Uh, when the police ever—if the police ever have to take you to the hospital before they bring you to jail—I feel like that's extra trashy. Big time. Because you can't just go right to jail mm-hmm. because was because he, he was so inebriated, right? Right. That's why they had to go. So I'm gonna give that 175 points right there. How about being ca- so caught up in the passion <laughs> that you ignore the police officers when they're yelling at you to stop? <laughs> I'm almost done. Yeah. <laughs> Take a lap, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll give, that, we'll give that 175 trashy mm-hmm. points right there. Um, and then we have the blood alcohol level. We don't have an exact number, but we know it's at least 0.32. Oh, they said more than four, three, or four times, so it's at least a 0.321. Okay, so we'll give him three. So he gets 321 points for that blood alcohol level. That is, whoa, that's trash. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I wish I knew what kind of car it was. Because was why? There, Do you need a minute? <laughs> because maybe there was some justification. No. <laughs> There wasn't. Maybe he had been saving up for years for his dream car. He lives in Kansas, and he's 23 years old, naked under a car. Trust me, he's not driving a Maybach. Uh All right, he was arrested. That's 75. Mm -hmm. Am I missing anything here, Wood? I think that's everything. You knew this was going to happen. Come on. You old sly son of a gun. You you knew we'd crack 1,000 points, and we don't do it very often, but when we do, it's a celebration. Ah! 
I've been for cat and I joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come Don't from? Don't let Wolf throw you off. You gotta speed up right here. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Man, oh man. I'm honestly surprised that the score wasn't actually a little bit higher than this. But today, our man headed for home on his automobile. Earns, the dashboard lights. And I mean home base, not his house. Earns himself a whopping 1,000. 396 points! Terrific! Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track. This is our first break of the day. We tack it on the beginning of the podcast. Uh, what We talked about like DUIs and stuff at the very beginning. Well, yeah. Because then Kinda. we started talking about car sales. Right. Yeah, because mm. I am in the market for a new car. Yeah. And uh, we covered a lot of ground, as we always do. But we always left with more questions than answers. That's, that's absolutely right. You'll hear it all right now. This is our bonus track. It's our first break of the day, and we tack it on the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Kind of a sad way to start the morning with that song there. Sorry about that. At what point in time? It's a good one though. What? Disrespect. <laughs> no. Disrespect. That's just a sad. That's a sad song. A good one though. I like it a lot. But why is it a sad song? Because I think he's at his mom's funeral. I think. I've never once listened to the lyrics. The only, I lost the only woman who who ever loved me religiously, or something like that. <laughs> I've heard it a million times, but you know. so what's going on with his relationships? Maybe he's uh, unattached. No, I, it, it's not about it's not about like a dating relationship. It's about the fact that he lost his mom. That's why he's like, I'm now I'm at the back of the church. Where'd she go? She's dead, dude. I'm at Jeez, the, and this is how you tell me? I'm at the back of the church. Nothing going to stop the hurt. Such bedside manner. I lost the only woman who loved me religiously. You did. I don't know. Is it starting true. to make sense to you now? I don't know if that's true. Well, we'll probably play it again in a half hour, I'm sure. So I'll, Jeez. So I'll crank it up for you then. Well. What? I'm not negative. <laughs> I'm coming in positive, bro. My blood type is B positive, you dig? Mmm. Anyway, well, if you're ready to get the show going, I'm ready. Did you put in this Cody Jinx? Yes, I did. Cody Jinx. I hope my brother Michael isn't listening because we went to see Cody Jinx one time. And I remember the story. I got so drunk we had to leave early. Because you were leaning against the wall. I was falling asleep against the wall. Mm-hmm. I, I This is when I had first lost. Like, I had lost like 50 pounds at the time. And I wasn't, I hadn't recalibrated my drinking yet. Mm-hmm. And so a few drinks had me twisted. Oh my. Twisted sister, bro. <laughs> Young ladies, look out. <laughs> my brother still brings it up. He's like, yeah, I love Cody Jinx. Wish I could have saw him. Wish I, I'm surprised he didn't just tell you to go sit in the car. Well, he was worried I was going to get arrested. Plus it was like one degree outside. Go put you in the car. And let me die? No. Oh. I mean, pop on the heat every now and then. <laughs> every once in a while. Come out between acts and give me a little taste of the heat. Now, this would be a great question for Mike Bryant. Could you get a DUI if you were hammered, turn the car on, but we're in the passenger seat? That is a good question. But you're the only one in the car. <sighs> That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe if you were in the back seat. I don't know. But if you were in the passenger seat, you, they maybe assume that you could have crawled over there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a question that oh. I maybe want to ask. People are telling me that I'm totally wrong on that song. It is about a relationship. Almost 100% sure his ex is getting married. That's why he's at the back of the church, and nothing will stop the hurt. That would make more sense than you sitting in the back of the I church. Thought he was, I thought it was funeral. his mom's funeral. <laughs> hey! 
Get up here! And I hear that song every five minutes, and I was like, oh, it's about his mom dying. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you guys. Uh, pretty pretty sure. Uh, Adam says, yeah, that's an easy DUI if you're doing that. Even though you're in the passenger seat. I think, because I think if you're in the front seat and the keys are in the car, that's like the determining factor. I think if you were sitting in the car and there was no keys, then you would be fine. Now, I had a friend who was literally in a parking lot, because he's like, dude, I can't drive. Got in the parking lot, turned his car on, but he was in the driver's seat. Right. And passed out. Oh, that's a DUI. And the cops came up. He wasn't moving, nothing. And sure enough, he got a DUI for that. Right. But I would wonder if you're in the passenger seat, would you be okay? Is that like, I don't know. I think you can't be in the front seat. I'm pretty sure. I still remember one time we went to a nightclub downtown Minneapolis. And it was just my little posse. And there was one of us that we always knew drank way too much. We, every group of guys has that one friend. And sure enough, this, he did not disappoint us on this night. We get in the club. He throws up all over a high cocktail table. And we're like, sweet, you're drunk as hell. And we just got here. Mm-hmm. So I drove a 88 Chevy Corsica at the time, I believe. Ladies. So I wasn't too worried about it. So we just opened up the back door and threw him in. Went back into the club and partied our butts off. That's what I'm saying. Came back to the car. He had just drooled a giant puddle all over my seat. He's still alive, though. I remember once we were at a NASCAR race, and one of our buddies like that got way too drunk. I mean, we're talking like lap 13. (laughs) And we just said, dude, just go back to the car. Sure enough, two hours later, you know, when the race is over, we go back to the car. There he is, pants around his ankles, half in the car, half out. Oh, what the hell was going on during the race? Don't know. Picked up his legs, shoved him (laughs) in the back of the truck, and off we went. That's what God. you got to do. Look Jason people- says you can't even be in the car. What? Okay. Now you can be in the back seat. What if you were in a three-row minivan? I think, you know what, they're probably right because you probably can't have a car running and be drunk inside of it. Unless, okay, but well, what, how do drunk people get from to and fro? But wait a second, though. Wait a second. What if there's a sober driver, but you're in the passenger seat drunk? You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. still in the car. Dr- I guess That's you what I'm saying. But you don't. Like, people are saying if you have control of the motor vehicle, then that's when you get the DUI. But if you're in the back seat, you're not in control of it, right? Boy, I don't know. That's a tough one. Mm. That is a tough one. But either way, what the, man, we got a lot. People are getting me straight on the Bailey Zimmerman <laughs> song, on DUI arrest. We're really cleaning the spindle this morning. Adam says legally you can get a DUI to motorized wheelchair. Yeah, we know that one. Yeah, we know that. I know that on my electric scooter. Sometimes I like to get a little buzz and go for an electric scooter ride. And I guess I can get a DUI doing that, too. And Lord knows we've gotten people arrested in golf carts. Riding lawnmowers. Four-wheelers, you know, on Trash Flash. So we've had that. Yeah. Have your friend use the remote start. No keys will be in the car. That's a great... But then it only runs for like 10 minutes, though. Yeah, but you just fire it back up. That's true. Some of them only let you do it a couple of times, but there's another get one. hypothermia in there. If you put somebody in the car and remote start it... Could they get a DUI? Because I don't think you can you can you can't operate you want, the car. Yeah, otherwise someone could just steal your car every time your remote started. Well, they yeah, just break the window, hop in, and take off. Yeah, but I mean, can you get a DUI if you have a drunk person in the back seat of your car and your remote started? I wouldn't think so then, because there's no keys in the car. My friend was pulled over in a boat in the passenger side and turned the key to start the boat and received a DUI. I bet. But those are that's maritime law. Right. That, yeah. We don't even know what's going on out there. Once you get on the water, honestly, I have no idea what's allowed. Mine, right. Once you get on the water, you're, st- you're allowed to gamble. Yeah. You just, once you're in international waters. I believe the world's oldest profession is okay on water. I thought about that when I was on the river a lot this summer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is it? Because the Mississippi River goes from you know here to the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Is there like special rules when I'm on the Mississippi River that maybe I don't even know about? Am I supposed to be following some rule? Could I be out there gambling? 
Well, you if you go down to Iowa, yeah, they have a boat like that's parked, and you literally walk on it, and it's a casino. Oh, because it's not on. I think St. Louis does the same thing. I remember. I remember when I went and saw the Arch in St. Louis. There was like a boat, and they yeah. said, "Well, you can gamble on it because it's on the water." So how's that work? You Dude, know what I'm saying? That's that, mar- again, that's maritime, maritime law. law. We're way out of our depth with this one. So people that are throwing that in my face, I I got no idea. We, we barely know the law of the land, clearly. I believe you cannot have keys in your possession or you will get the DUI. Okay. So if they're plugged in, I feel like they're in the car, but you're way in the back, like strapped in. Right. Like if you put your drunk friend in, you buckle him in. He's handcuffed to the back seat. And he's just <laughs> mouth open and everything. Agape. Is that okay to go back in and continue the party? The best nap of my life ever was at Firefest one time. Oh, I, I, everyone thought you just disappeared. And I had, may, I had maybe had a couple, you know, a couple drinks that day. Maybe. I wasn't driving, though. My wife was driving. Correct. So I was, I was safe, but I had, I had overshot the mark a smidge. And then my... my a smidge? My, my strategy then was carbo load. Let's suck all this booze up, and I will come back 100%. Well, the combination of booze and a plate of pasta that would rival the all-you-can-eat at Olive Garden mm-hmm. if they put it all on one plate. It took me out for about an hour and a half. Now, this was before my gastric bypass surgery. It was, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Because we were doing the morning show together. No, this was, no, 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 no. This would have been Wait. fresh. You're thinking the very first I'm thinking fest. the Firefest you got kicked out of. Right, because I had too much to drink then, too. Again, not driving. But I had too much. The problem is when I know I'm not driving, that's when I'm like, okay, cool. I have carte blanche. I remember because I had like all these announcements to do and it's like, Wood says this. Kelly says this. (laughs) Has anyone seen Kelly? (laughs) I was getting the nap of my life. I had the AC on. I had that sweet minivan with the nice bag seat. Man, I was living my, I had a movie on when I was in there. And then uh, there I am on stage. I'm like, ah, boy, this is a great time, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm doing both parts. What do you think we should do next? Well, I think we should announce the next act. I don't think I've done that, though, in a long time. Where I've gotten that twisted. It's been a while. It's been a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Well, because now you'll just, now we're comfortable enough with each other. When you see me getting to that point, you take my drinks away. Yeah, I'll shut it down. Right. I'll shut it down. It's like at WeFest. People are like, Kelly, let's do shots. And I was just like, stop. No, he's not. No. No, he's not. No. He is, he's going in timeout. Go, Kelly, go sit in the camper. You said I'm not allowed to take naps. There's booze in there. I'm like, no. Uh, look, uh, Corey texts in, if you really care to get a good answer, I've been a cop for 18 years. I can fill you in if you don't use my name. Well, I just used his name. I <laughs> Put that at the beginning. <laughs> Dude, put that at the beginning. But that's not his real name. No. That's his radio texting name. Oh, my God, dude. I'm sorry. That's great. Uh, we we don't know his last name. We don't know what city yeah. he's in. Corey, as a matter, now let's just end it. I, yeah. we, we don't need any more information. My name's Eric. I'm in the witness protection program. Please don't read this out loud. And uh, By all means, don't give out my address. That's why I read the text versus Kelly, because I'm able to kind of, you know, Ocular pat down ahead of time. Well, because I'm flying by the seat of my pants over here. I got other things I got to worry about. And poor Corey now is... You've just outed him? I'm sorry, dude. At the next police meeting, he's like, hey, there's that guy. If texted he, he listens to Kelly and Wood. Here's a, good, here's a good rule of thumb. Moving forward for this show, if you don't want us to use your name, say it at the beginning of the text. That's a fair point. Because we can see that part of it. I can't see the end of the text when they're all coming in. Mm-hmm. Should we move on, Wood? 
I guess we should. <laughs> Corey, I think we're hiring here at the radio station for an intern. Well, for you, for you, we'll get, we'll find a job for we you. Haven't, well, you haven't, we don't even get to do James Brown this morning. Oh. Hey, the good news is I didn't use my rap this morning, so I can use it next week. Oh. Because tomorrow's Friday. I don't do one. I mean, we're already prepping for Monday's show. That's what you call show prep, my friend. Thank you very much. And you know what, though? I was worried about coming in today because I was not in the right mindset. Oh. So here's the deal. My truck is dead. Rest in peace. I, First I, the bluegill, now the truck. They come I, in threes. I've lost my truck and my bluegill and my boat all in one year. Mm-hmm. All in one month, actually. That's what I'm saying. They come in threes. Which is tough. And both of them are beyond repair. The truck needs about $12,000 worth of work. Truck's only worth about eight grand. i am not doing it. Okay. I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a stand. The boat is worth $0 and needs a new motor. <laughs> So that's so anyway, that's where I'm at right now. So I told my wife, hey, we were going to get you a new car at some point anyway. Let's go out car shopping. Gracias, Mr. Kelly. I've never, ever enjoyed car shopping. Not once in my life have I ever enjoyed it. Really? Because all I know I'm doing is taking on debt, and I hate that. That sounds about right. Right. Like, <laughs> I can't enjoy the fact that maybe I'm going to have something nice. I have to look at the downside of it that now I'm taking on this debt. Hooray. Right. Fun, <laughs> right? So, of course, I want to get the cheapest car we can possibly afford. And my wife's like, look, just for once in our relationship, could I maybe have a car I like? Oh, okay. So I'm stepping back and I'm letting her just choose whatever she wants, right? Oh, see where this is going already. Within certain parameters. I mean, we're not going to go buy a $60,000, you know, Tahoe or anything like that. She's got caviar taste. She does. And I got a a beer budget. I was about to say, she married a beer. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know what? My poor baby's been through breast cancer. She's been married to me for 14 years. Mm -hmm. She has had struggles. Uh, It's kind of sad she had to get cancer to get a good car, but hey, whatever (laughs) she had to do, right? Well, it really brought it home how hard her life is. But here's here's the deal. So we go shopping. And if there's any people who work at a car dealership, I would love for you to text in 320-656-9453. Not because I'm looking for a deal, but because here's why. Is it enough? Like... Yesterday was our first day looking for a car. Mm -hmm. So we weren't ready to buy just yet. So we took a few test drives. A looky-loo. Right. And I even told the guy, I said, look, today, because I I feel so guilty. I've bought cars out of guilt before. Solid. <laughs> like Because I'm like, well, I did waste 30 minutes of this guy's time. Mm-hmm. I should probably buy a car from him. And that's why I, my finances are in such mess. I was about to say, good, solid buying power. Well, we bought a house in a panic. Mm-hmm. I, I buy cars in a panic. It, it's just kind of my style. Nicely done. And it, it never backfires on me. Why would it? Except for that house that's a dump that we live in. And the truck that literally broke down before you... Pay. Right. On. We're moving on yes. to the next thing. But I was like, dang it. I, and the guy was super nice. We took like three cars for a test drive with him. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of liked one of them, and it might be the one that we purchased. Oh. But I was like, hey, I said, dude, this is our first day out looking, so I'm not ready to buy today. And he's like, no, dude, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And I was like, is he in his head thinking, well, I'm never going to see these two again. Like, how many people come test drive and then never buy a car from you and then just totally waste your time? Because it's got to be tough, especially nowadays being a car salesman. Sure. It's got to be so, like with Carvana and everything else, it's got to be so hard to do. So I'm, I was just like, I felt, I, I literally had sweat starting to come out of my forehead when I was like, I got to tell this guy we're not ready to buy today. Mm-hmm. But we've literally been looking at cars for 90 minutes. And I'm not ready to plunk down or plump down tens of thousands of dollars. And that's quite a forehead producing sweat. I mean, right. that's quite an avalanche. <laughs> she got, she got, she got steamy. She got steamy. Now, I, honestly, I'm hurt. Why? I'm hurt that Why? you didn't ask me 
About what? I've worked in the car industry for quite some time. So did I. I worked at a Chevy dealership for a while. When I got out of high school, instead of going to college, I decided to go work for my neighbor who owned a car dealership. Get right out there in the workforce. So I've been in the machine. I've been behind the scenes of the whole thing. You've, you've seen the, the puppets, the and puppet masters. I'll tell you this. it Because... You hear used car salesman, right? Like that's had like that negative connotation for so long. For some reason, I don't know why. I think maybe they got that before we were even born. For some reason, because I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I've never dealt with anyone I felt was sleazy or trying to take advantage of me. And maybe they're just that good. I didn't see it. There are some, and I worked with some dudes that I literally wouldn't trust a sandwich around. <laughs> right. But th- for all intents and purposes, most of them are just good dudes. Right. And. You know, back in the day, when you go back, like you said, like the 70s or 80s and even like the early 90s, used cars, cars didn't last as long as they do now. Right. So when you got into used cars, a lot of them would have a ton of tips and tricks to hide things that were really wrong with the car. That would make sense. And boom, get it out the door. Hence, oh, yeah, this car is great. It's, you know, oh, yeah, grandma drove this car to and from church. Yeah, was that saying, was it. That's where we always get it was a little old lady who drove it back and forth to church. Meanwhile, no, it was actually a 19-year-old kid doing whippets and donuts, <laughs> yeah. you know. So that's where that does come from. But nowadays, with cars being so, you know, longevity-wise, right. it's one of those things of it's like, eh, you know. I mean, honestly, cars really aren't even getting broken in to that 100,000-mile right. mark. As long as it's moderately taken care of and... These cars are so smart now. Right. It's really hard to, hey, if there's like a, you know, a piston wrong or something like that, the computer's going to tell you. It'll tell you. You can't really hide that stuff anymore. That's so true. That's There's really not that cloak and dagger stuff anymore. But I felt guilty wasting 90 minutes of his time not ready to buy a car yet. But I don't know how else to approach it. How else do you do it? Like someone's going to, and and if, if we don't buy a car from him, I feel like I'm going to have to send him an apology text. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, because that, that honestly, it's part of his job. And I think you're giving them, because so much, like you mentioned, car buying can be done online and stuff, right? Yeah. You're giving them an opportunity to earn your business. I mean, like that's that's his job. And if we do decide to buy this particular car. You'll go to him. We'd go back to him. I mean, well, I still, go. I got dealerships around here that I want to talk to. I mm-hmm. mean, yesterday, like I said, was our first day. And we don't have a ton of time to look for a car. Like I have this loaner car for like four more days and that's it. Yeah. So again, we're buying something in a panic. I, you can always do your research ahead of time, which always does help a little bit. But I, I am a firm believer of getting in, feeling a car. There was a car that my mom was very interested in. It was a luxury car. Yeah. And we went to the dealership. You know, it's top of the line treatment, everything. I got in the car. And yeah. I'm not going to say what kind of car it is, but it was, it felt cheap. Right. It, like you look at the pictures online and you see it, you know, go on the street. You're like, oh my God, that's a, you know, gorgeous car. Yeah. Right. And you get inside and everything felt plasticky. Why don't you want to? Oh, because you're saying something negative about it. That's why. Well, yeah. And, it. you know, I'm not having I think We all know your parents are rich, dude. It's I love hearing the stories of their wealth. Right. But I mean, I'm not going to put it. It gives me it hope. <laughs> it gives me hope. But it was like a car that I would always see. And I'd be like, oh, man, that's a good looking car. But you got yeah. in and it felt plastic. My wife wanted a Volkswagen Atlas so bad. Like that was her. She was like, can we please just go look at those? Right. Mm-hmm. She drove it, hated it yesterday. And she was actually bummed. She was like, I, she was like, I really wanted one of those. And she was like, I hated the way it 
had felt behind the wheel. Yeah, but that's one of those things you, if you're uncomfortable in a car. Well, that was the thing. And my yeah. wife's tiny. She's like four foot 11. Mr. So. Kelly, pick me up. I need a higher seat, <laughs> a booster seat, please. Hey, you joke, but when my dad was, you know, had his truck, yeah. he literally had to carry around <laughs> a booster seat. No, like steps from my mom. Oh, yeah. My dad had to do the same thing for my mom. <laughs> and it, it was like, it was on something of like a Disney movie. They'd park, he'd come around with his little <laughs> steps and. <laughs> And here Hello, comes Mimi all the way down, and that's a weird little old lady getting out of that truck. Yeah. Well, anyway, the the search has begun. So, but there's a few dealerships that advertise with the radio station that I'm going to go check out. Too, okay. Just to uh, you know, if they have, because I'd, I'd here's the deal too. You, you never know if you are getting kind of screwed on something weird, like a weird fee or something. So I'd rather go with someone who advertises with us, who I know is honest. Most of like the. Most of that, like that stuff, has been taken away because of the internet. Because people were just like, "Well, hey, this dealership, this dealership, this dealership's not charging this. Why are you?" Right. And they realized, okay, well, we're losing business because they're going to these other places because of that. That's true. Honestly, I, I would give them a chance. Go in, and you're gonna like that face to face contact more than anything else. Right. And if you feel comfortable, with somebody, you know, th- look, they're not gonna put you in a bad car because you will never come back. Right. Exactly. You know? So, well, either way, the search has begun. And hopefully, hopefully by this weekend we'll be. Dri- now I won't get to drive it. Mm. I'll still be driving the piece of junk that the Volkswagen Tiguan that the sunroof leaks. Yeah, but whatever. I, I'm I'm willing to put my needs aside for my family. It's not like we live in Seattle that it rains like 300 no, days a year. No, it's just a little once, rain here. Once it gets cold, it's all frozen anyway. So who cares? It's actually a little bit of insulation. Three months out of the year, I got to worry about mold and getting black lung. Is that really? That's a first world problem. Big deal. But either way, I was, oh, shoot, I forgot to pull up the sound effect for uh, history. Shake it off. The coal miners didn't worry about it. <laughs> a lot of people texting in, though, who work at dealerships saying, don't worry, that's what a salesman does. Uh, exactly. You know, I, but I did, man, I used to know some shady biz or car salesmen oh, back yeah. in the day. And they all smoked where I worked. Like, they chain smoked. Yeah. Probably, it's probably a nerve-wracking job. One, you're always sitting with a stranger driving you around, and who knows if they're a good driver or not. I could, I, honestly, I, I, I've told people before, I have no, I could never do sales. Oh, hell no. Never. I don't know how our sales department does it. Well, they got to sell us. Right. Like, I, that's got to just be a soul-sucking job every single day. <laughs> just burning heaters. You want to buy something on Kelly and Wood? No. <laughs> don't blame you. Imagine your alarm going off right now, <laughs> listening to this, and you're like, I got to go sell this crap today? God, I hate them so much. <laughs> <laughs> when are we replacing them? <laughs> All right, Wood. Well, that being said, let's do... Oh, oh. <laughs> I pulled up the sound effect for nothing. Let's do. There it is. Some history, shall we? Please. It was on this day back in 1962. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. James Bond. Mr. Bond. In my opinion, the best James Bond of all time, Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He was ah. so. He was just so slick, man. And I'm just slow, you know. By accent. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but Daniel Craig has been fantastic at it. I haven't seen any of the new ones. Uh, he's really good at it, but you want to talk about just one of the great characters. Oh, man, I'm telling you. You're chasing skirt and blasting bad guys. Drinking martinis. I mean, it's... Shaker not starred. Yeah, like the Casino Royale. It's, okay, now you're going to be a, a fantastic gambler. Cool. Put it in the script. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know, I, just, the only one I couldn't get behind was Pierce Brosnan. Just because yeah. I don't know if he was too tall or what. I think he's too much of a pretty boy. You have to have a little bit of a... a little bit of, Yeah. yeah. Like, so, that's why Idris Elba would have made a phenomenal James Bond. I thought so. But I don't know. 
I guess that never, that never, they never got my letters. Well, then they said they were going to do like a female James Bond. I'm like, don't do that. Give just a, do a different, do Jane Bond. Or just, yeah, give a female role. Like make, but. Mm. Then you could hook up with James Bond. But Daniel Craig, that's going to be a tough one to follow. I have not seen one of those, I don't Y'all think. Y'all check it out. It, they're honestly great watches. I just, I love the old ones because there's a little bit of cheese on them too. You know, like. Well, just, some filth as well. well. Some. Like, hey. Dude, that was soft core back then. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why my dad liked them so Can't much. Can't even say some of the character names. <laughs> <laughs> How did they get away with that? Yeah, it was the 70s. Everybody was coked out of their minds. It's true. All right. On this day, a sad one, but maybe one of my favorite, top five favorite comedians of all time passed away on this day in 2004. I know I'm ugly. I went to a freak show to let me in for nothing. <laughs> and I was an ugly kid, too. How ugly? How ugly? <laughs> I was so ugly, my mother breastfed me through a straw. <laughs> In 2004, Rodney Dangerfield passed away. And if you know like his story, uh, another person who got started late. Yeah, he was selling like aluminum siding or something like that into his 40s. Yeah. And then he tried to become a comedian. It didn't work, so he went back to it. And then like in his 50s, he came back to do stand-up comedy. Yeah, something busted for him, and he ended up taking off. And then, of course, you know, uh, absolute scene stealer oh, and Claddy Shag. Oh, man, just a legend. Every movie he was in, he played the same character in every movie. But it was awesome. Well, and who didn't go to the pool at the high dive and try to yeah. rip off the triple Lindy? The triple Lindy. Yeah, and it always ended with a sprained ankle, <laughs> <laughs> belly flop. Uh, uh, the best, well, I can't recreate the line in that movie. It's, it, it would take two people and we'd both have to know it. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Another, well, I guess I don't know how sad this is, but in 2011. But there is one more thing. Not for him there wasn't. Steve Jobs passed away on this day back in 2011. Isn't it wild how many of these quote-unquote great geniuses are also half in the bag nuts? Oh, yeah. I think you have to be a little bit. Well, we talked about it yesterday with, like, the artist. You know, like, the guy who cut off his own ear. And then all of a sudden, like, 300 years later, I'm supposed to think he's a genius. Right, yeah. guy cut off his own ear. I, I think you just, you're out there on that fringe, man. And Steve Jobs almost died one point in time because he was, like, only eating carrots. Like, he right. turned orange. <laughs> right. And uh, but oh no, he's a he's a genius. He's a genius. Why? Because he made the same phone off fifteen times, and I keep buying it. I ain't easy now. I don't know if he's a genius or if I'm a moron. Both. And when you get those two together, someone's getting rich. <laughs> and it ain't the moron. Uh, let's do a couple of birthdays real quick. Wood. This one's gonna make you angry only because of the clip I grabbed of it. Celebrating a birthday today. I'll never let go. Oh, God. I promise. I'll never let go, except for right now. Yeah, I promise, as I drop you to the bottom of the ocean. Here's my problem with that. What dead body just sinks like that? Wouldn't he just kind of like sit there and float? Like, she'd have to continue to look him right in the face. Go, because if he was frozen, he would float. I mean, ice cubes float, right? I mean, hell, that's why the iceberg was floating. And every other body is floating out there. Remember, they're like rowing through the water and they're hitting all these bodies? Yeah. It's a powerful scene in the movie. But for some reason, he sinks. By the way, uh, spoiler alert. What, the Titanic sinks? Well, thanks a lot. Well, you've had 100 years to do your research. I just don't, don't watch the movie. It's a good... I, I love that movie, actually. I love it. I hate that movie with every inch of my core. I know. We don't need to get into it. Everyone's tired of hearing about it. I mean, jeez. Wait, wait. wait <laughs> also celebrating a birthday today. This is Jack. <laughs> also celebrating a birthday today. And your next question was, oh, the asteroid. Oh, you worried about the asteroid. Oh, wimp. I don't like this guy. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's his birthday today. I don't know why I don't like him. I just don't. Because, look, I he, get he's it. Pu- he's pompous. Sm- he's pompous. That's it. You're smarter than me. I know that. You know that. You don't have to act like it. Right. 
You know, like even in this clip, when I grabbed it, I was like, why is he insulting the audience? And your next question was, oh, the asteroid. Oh, you worried about the asteroid. Oh, wimp. Hey, oh. I'm a wimp. <laughs> yeah. There's a giant rock that knocked out the T-Rex. Well, and he's said himself that if this asteroid they discovered hit the Earth, it would cause like 40 tsunamis that would bury the entire planet. So I shouldn't be worried about that. Right. No, you're a wimp. Nah, I, but I don't think that's going to happen. I still believe that we have a system in place already that could blow up an asteroid. They just don't want to tell us. Probably. They like the fear. Do you think that's what happened when Hawaii got that missile alert? That I've told you that. Like, so, like, that alarm that went off on everybody's phone yesterday, that is the same alarm that went off in Hawaii saying that there was a missile headed towards the Hawaii to take shelter, pretty much kiss your butt goodbye because it was over. Yeah. And then, oops, sorry, we did that on accident. Yeah. I don't buy that. I think they shot down the rocket and they have, like, some elaborate rocket system and they don't want us to know. Probably. I'd publish those thoughts online somewhere. Because, I mean, honestly, how many fail-safes have to be put in to set off that thing that went to our phones yesterday, which scared the living hell out of me, even though I knew it was coming for three days? Mine didn't even make a sound. Well, that's because you got the... No, you have a good phone. Yeah, I got a good phone, and I was like... I looked down at my phone, and it said, uh, government warning or something like that, and huh. I was like, that, I was like, that was it? That's what all the conspiracy theories were about? Mm, mine scared the crap out of me. Look, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. We, did you even guess how old uh, Kate Winslet was? To hell with her. I'm not guessing her age. Dude, she didn't write the Titanic, you understand. I don't care. You know, I, the, only, the only... I love her. I love Kate Winslet. The only good thing that makes me feel good about that is that she, way back in the day, did some nudes, and sure enough, 80 years later, boom, it's on the news. Good. That's yeah. what you get. Okay. How, how, old, well, how old is Neil deGrasse Tyson then? We'll just skip right... Kate Winslet is 48, by the way. 65? Ah, uh, dang! You're right on the nose with that one. He is the ripe old age of 65 today. Okay. Uh, and of course, if it's your birthday today, we'd like to wish you a happy birthday as well. Protect those nudes out there, kids, man. That's why you don't want to be taking them. Dude, we're running late. We got to move on. We can't hear your thoughts on Titanic anymore.